Woohoo. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Do you have a treat from your week? I do have a treat from my week. It was my energy healing. Yay. On Friday. It was my second time going. And um, it was funny because I was... I, like the only emotion that I felt in our energy session before was like extreme panic and fear but that was still like good to feel but this time I was actually like able to relax and I felt like my body was like floating it was really intense and weird but it was funny because the healer was like I did not think you were gonna come back <laughs> like you were so terrified I didn't think I would see you again and um She's like, I'm really happy you're here though. And apparently she sees, tastes, feels, and hears energy. So like she her whole like she just like her sensory world must be insane. She was like, it was really overwhelming when I was younger and didn't know what was happening because especially when people like who don't want it's not like a consensual, people don't want you to do that. But she's like, now that I have this practice and people come here to me for it, it's like much more relaxing for me because people are coming here wanting me to help them and it's not like I'm in the grocery store picking up on this person's like intensely negative energy and I was like wow that's crazy I wonder what she thinks my energy is like because everyone tells me I have good energy so I'm kind of like do I (laughs) what's it like (laughs) so um so that was fun I had another appointment scheduled for her in like a few weeks so so I'm excited to do that because I don't know if it's just woo-woo or not, but my stomach's been feeling better and yeah. my period was on time for the first time in two years. So That's I feel crazy. like those are like pretty big. Yeah. Those are like tangible symptoms getting cured. So I feel like... I drove in the fast awesome. lane for the first time in like two years. <laughs> wow. Brave. You're so brave. <laughs> That's what she told me. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, that was my treat of the week. What was yours? I love that. I'm actually looking into an energy healer up here, too, because I think I'm energetically blocked, so I want to go and figure that out. But my treat of the week, this is, like, such a bougie tree, and I feel like it's dumb to say, but I want to share my experience because I, I always have good experiences. I've done it a couple times. I went to an IV lounge, and I got an IV drip because I have a cold, and I was like... My family's coming back into town. I cannot be sick. I need to get over this. And my HSA pays for it. So it was kind of hypothetically free in my brain of budgeting. (laughs) So I went to this um, Ivy Lounge. It was $200 for the service. And you basically just sit in a zero, in one of those chairs that like goes all the way back. I am leaning all the way back in my seat. (laughs) (laughs) just show what I mean and it has a foot massager and it feels so good um and you just get an IV in your arm with like fluids Mm -hmm. and different minerals and things and they have different ones for different sicknesses but or like issues but mine was just immunity and it was great I woke up the next day feeling so much better like I clearly had gotten through the thick of it and I really do think it was because of the IV drip so if you're feeling horrible and that's something you can afford I highly recommend they have them everywhere just kind of a weird service you have to look around for but Mm -hmm. it was great so that was my treat of the week 
that's definitely a toxic trait of mine too is i'm like hsa dollars aren't real yeah and so that's how i feel about the energy healer i'm like normally i would not pay for something like this but Mm -hmm. it's my hsa it's not real money (laughs) (laughs) we're spending monopoly money over here it's fine basically i know that's how i budget in my brain if it's not in my checking Mm -hmm. account i it's it's my account like whenever i have cash i'm like this is not real like i just didn't spend any money (laughs) yeah i literally i got my car well i went to the car wash the other day and i was getting it i was gonna do the vacuum thing and i found two dollar bills in my car and i thought oh my god this is a free vacuum (laughs) it was wonderful so yeah that's where we plan on having a budget expert on this podcast because <laughs> it's clearly something we both need help with clearly anyway, it's not working yeah <laughs> do you have a resource from the week yes i do have a resource of the week and it is perfect for this episode because we're gonna Me be too. talking all about friendships and this um resource is an ed Milet episode and it's called the science of amazing friendships with dr marissa franco so if you like Ed Milet or you're curious, um, it was really good. Not even just like in the way that I've struggled to make friends post-college good, but just like very eye-opening, made me feel very appreciative for the friendships that I do have. And because it was just talking a lot about the history of friendships versus like romantic relationships and how in the past, like probably even as late as like the 1900s and before, people weren't marrying for love. Like you were only getting married for status for for materials, for resources. So you were lucky if you fell in love with your partner, but that wasn't like the standard or the norm. And so people's closest and most fulfilling relationships were always friendships. And people would like hold hands with friends and write love letters to friends. And they were very expressive about their friendships because that was like the best thing in their life. And now we've shifted to this like extremely like opposite end where like your romantic relationship is your best relationship and if it's not your relationship sucks and if you don't have a relationship like you're looking for one and you want one because that's like gonna make everything in your life better and fulfill you but I just think that that's not realistic and I think it's sad that we've shifted away from like loving our friends as much as we do our partner like some people don't feel comfortable expressing their real like feelings to their friends or like I've talked about like best friend soulmates and like I feel that way with you and I feel that way with Camille like people that I'm like I love you so much and I'm glad that we're able to express that because not everyone feels comfortable saying that sort of things for your friends so it's a really good episode and it's like the perfect one for for this topic that we're talking about today too yeah yeah I think friendships are also kind of the same way that this podcast has made me put less pressure on my day job to be everything that I want it to be I think having really important and solid girlfriends puts less pressure on my relationship to be everything that I need it to be and like my relationship is great but I also don't have the expectation that Kai is gonna be the girlfriend in my life and I think some some people get into that flow of their relationship and then a myriad of issues can arise from it and so it is really important to think through that but that's great I think I still haven't listened to it but I really do need to my resource is also on this friendship topic 
I was thinking through things that I've listened to that have made me feel better about my friendships post-college, and I recommend Jackie Norris's podcast, which is definitely not funny. We actually had her on, I guess it'll be last week at this point, um, and she's hilarious. She's really awesome. She has a lot of people our age on and just talks about what they're doing, but I think a lot of times the theme kind of comes back to finding community, understanding friendship. Autumn and I were on it. We talked a lot about community in our episode, um, and our friend Liz was on it. She talks a lot about her experience, like, moving to the literal middle of nowhere for a while for filming, which I think also ties in with friends and community and all of those things. So if you want a consistent resource to kind of think about how friendship has changed post-college and building community after college and finding life after college... Other than this great podcast, listen. <laughs> other than this incredible one, um, I definitely recommend Jackie Norris. As she is so cute and definitely not funny. Is wonderful, and it's definitely funny. It, it makes is, me laugh and smile. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me smile. It's very feel good. Her energy is so contagious. It's a great a great listen. So yeah, that's my resource. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. But anyway, we can get into this week's topics. I'm really excited. I, we've been wanting to have this conversation for a while now. I think it's very relevant to anyone our age. And I honestly don't think I was at a point or Autumn, and this is why we haven't had this conversation yet, to really talk about it. Because for a while we were going through the the pain of graduating college and like being in new places. And so I feel like there are things that are still impacting us now, but we are in a place where we've kind of experienced it we can look back and actually give an outsider's perspective a little bit instead of just like we're in the thick of it and it sucks and that's our answer (laughs) (laughs) so I'm excited to have this conversation yeah yeah me too I know this has definitely been probably my biggest pain point since graduating it's just like figuring out how to have that same sort of community in my life now like I think in college and in high school and just all the way up until graduating, you're in, you go to the same place every day with the same people. So like, it's hard to not make friends because you're just constantly around the same people. And so then when you lose that and you're like working full time, and especially for me and you, because we both moved to different cities, like we didn't even stay in a city where any of our college friends anymore. Like we isolated ourselves not intentionally but that's how it happened and so we were kind of like oh shit like we don't have that like friend group anymore like yes they are we still have them but they're all in each other's lives in the day-to-day like they live together they live in the same city at least so they can like you know they're just like in the same proximity and we don't have that anymore and so that's what I found is so hard about making friends post-college too is just like there's not that consistency of like I'm going to see these people every week at this certain time. And so I've done like the whole Bumble BFF date thing and like tried to make friends that way. But it just ends up being hard because working full time and like having a boyfriend who I don't live with. So I have to like balance time in that way. Like in order to see someone to like really truly become friends, you have to hang out more than just a couple times. You have to hang out Mm -hmm. a lot of times. And so to keep making that time for each other when both of you work full time and like 
have your own whole lives is it's really hard so I'd find that I'd hang out with people a couple times and then it's like oh I'm gonna be out of town for two weeks they're gonna be out of town for two weeks and then we just don't talk again no I think it's so on point like your life just changes so much that not only in physical proximity have we lost our friends but we've also don't we don't have the time to maintain friendships the way that we used to and so there's a lot of different things that are coming into play here on why friendships change and I think for your first year after college it's really painful and it's just something you go through I mean not everybody does because some people are in the same state but at some point in time you're probably going to go through this experience of oh I'm not in this core friend group the way that I used to be and it's painful because that especially when you're young and that's so much of your identity growing up is your friend group and your circle and you know that those people that you spend so much time with in college these people were like our family and so it is really weird so I think it's important to talk about because it was one I I mean I it is expected I don't think it's not talked about enough but I don't think I really understood what it was going to be like after college. I feel like it's not expected. Like, I, for me personally, maybe I just had blinders on, but I just didn't think that it, I didn't really know that, like, post-college depression was a common thing that a lot of people go through at all. And so that was really shocking for me. And that's, like, part of the main reasons why we started this, why I wanted to start this podcast is because I was so shocked at, like, the transition out of college. And a big chunk of that was community and friends and, like, just feeling like, so now I'm just alone in this city by myself and, like, have to work all the fucking time at a job that I hate. Like, that's just how (laughs) life is now. Like, how, (laughs) what? (laughs) Like, how? How do we get here? so fucked. (laughs) Yeah, like, and so, yeah, I just feel like... With the friendship thing, it's important to know that every friendship has their own, like, season and ebb and flow. And it's okay that just because you don't live together anymore and don't have that, like, we talk every day all the time, doesn't mean that it can't be fulfilling or still, like, deeply meaningful to you. I I just find myself being sad. Like, I wish I was a part of of their everyday lives because I do love all of them so much I wish I could be there but like we just don't live in the same city so that's something that I'm trying to work on is being better at like texting or calling occasionally and just reaching out because you know that's something they talk about in the Ed Milet episode too is that people lose friendships because they stop reaching out and they they expect that you don't need to put in work in a friendship in the same way that you need to put in work in a relationship like in a romantic relationship everyone knows that like you know you're gonna have hard times and like you're gonna have to like really work to stay connected but it's the same in a real friendship and like it's okay if you're nervous to call your friend that you haven't called in two months and it's okay if like the conversation feels a little forced or awkward for the first five minutes like that's normal and that's okay especially if you like move cities and don't talk all the time like you're gonna have to put in work to maintain that closeness and so that's something that I'm like coming to realize and wanting to to put in more effort and to put in more work because I don't want to lose those friendships and I I would rather like be nervous for the first five minutes of a call and then like that eases away than like just not have Mm -hmm. the friend in my life anymore yeah so I mean we've kind of touched on a lot of this but do you have like what would you say is the core thing about your friendships 
friendships that have changed since college beyond like physical proximity what do you think is really the like main change that feels weird and if you don't have an answer I can talk about it I don't know it's hard to explain but something that I feel is that I feel that a lot of us feel lost and like just kind of confused on the path that we're on in life and so sometimes it makes me sad like talking to everyone because like how are you doing and it's like oh my job is like whatever and like I don't really know what I'm doing and so like I feel this like lost energy personally and I feel it in my friends and then it makes me like I don't know it's just like I want to be there for them closer I want to be there for them all the time and I just think it's like a general sense of maybe lost and confusion <laughs> that kind of lingers that it's like so it's kind of just sad because in college like we were all so carefree and like happy and maybe we weren't so happy maybe we we're just like numbing ourselves and not feeling all of the feelings that we had but like there was a kind of a sense of like hope and hap like strong happiness and carefreeness that I don't think we have anymore and so it's kind of just like the pain of growing up and feeling that in the friendship it's not even necessarily that like or maybe it's like I feel that I'm changing I feel that you're changing but I'm not there to witness your change and you're not there to witness my change if that's if that yeah makes and sense. you are just skipping ahead there isn't like a smooth you're not changing and growing together you're just like jumping in at the changes yeah. and you're like oh whoa we're different and I can't pinpoint it. And it's good, different for individually, but like together feels weird. I've definitely felt that. Um, I think a big thing for me that is both a problem and also kind of has been the solution to my feelings around friendship is recognizing that the percentage of space that friends take up in my life has shifted and the role that friends play in my life is a bit smaller than it used to be which is really weird, but I think doing things, building my life in a way now where I'm really leaning into building up other pillars of my life on top of maintaining friendships has helped me feel a lot better about it because I have a more holistic sense of happiness. And I think when we talk about friends and community, I kind of think of my friends now as like a piece of my community more so before friends were like family to me they were like everything they were my core group of people that I was with all the time we lived together they were my ride or dies and like I would literally do absolutely anything for any of these people but realistically they are now kind of touch points in the way that community members are touch points in my life um and it's like it's not a bad thing. It's just that I'm not going to see them as much and I'm not going to spend as much time with them. And so it's important to make use of the time that I have with them. And I think our friend group has done a really good job in the past couple months of recognizing, oh, at least for me personally, I don't get as much value of these crazy busy weekends in terms of friend time. Like I value the experience of whatever it is that we're doing. But if I want to still feel connected with these people, it's important for me to have really, truly quality time with our friends. And so I think our Idaho trip was a great example of that. And everyone felt that around the Idaho trip. So now we're trying to build up more opportunities for us to be in spaces where we're just spending quality time together. And then we go on our separate ways, but we actually feel 
fulfilled by that experience together instead of like just kind of constant unfulfilled touch points and so I think that's been a big part for me is like okay friends are going to take up let's say 10% of my life instead of 80 to 90 like they did before (laughs) but like let me make that 10% count and when I'm with friends I'm like honed in on friends and I'm not FaceTiming my boyfriend or whatever it is I'm like in the moment with my people and really making sure to take because that like the Idaho trip filled my heart up with our friends and lasted for so long like I felt like I was like glowing and radiating and overflowing with love and friendship from that trip and so if we keep doing that consistently like that can last a while and that can keep these friendships maintained so yeah just like recognizing that it's it is a smaller place but it doesn't need to be less quality Mm-hmm. No, I fully agree. Yeah, that Idaho trip was so good. I think if you're someone who, that what we felt was like we kept doing friend reunions, but every time it was like we had this big event that we were all going to, and so it was like we have two days basically together, and we're doing things constantly or like drunk the whole time, and yeah. then I would leave the weekend and feel like I didn't even talk to anyone really, or like I did, mm-hmm. but I don't even remember because. We were like drunk in the bathroom and while that is fun (laughs) and can be fun for like a night of a trip maybe but like that was the entirety of our trip was like drink dinner drink dinner like all we were doing was that and so if you feel like this in your friendships I would say definitely like take a trip where you're just like in nature and like have the slow time and the whole purpose is not to like go to some big event or like concert or bar it's like we're going to play board games and, like, sit around a campfire and, like, just connect with each other. It's not that not that drinking can't play a part because we drank in the Idaho trip, but it wasn't, like, we're taking shots and, like, getting so fucked up. Like, yeah. I left that trip feeling, like, I had a long catch-up conversation with each and every person. I, have, I had long laughs with each and every person. Like, I connected with each and every person on that trip, but if we have these, like, busybody vacations, I'm, like... I talked to three of you and I talked to the other five of you, but like barely even, I don't even remember what we talked about, you know? So that was, I think I recommend doing a trip like that, like slow and and relaxing. Like one drunk bathroom conversation is totally fine. But I think the issue with it is the fact that that conversation is then going to have to last you five months. And it's like, okay, is that like, is that what you want it to be the conversation? Which is why in college, we could be drunk all the fucking time together because <laughs> we would wake up and spend the morning recapping. Like, it did, I don't remember anything that we talked about last night. That's fine. We could just talk about it all over again today. But it feels like a waste when you only have Two one days. minute with five months, like for five months of time. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's been big is reexamining the quality of the time that we're spending together instead of focusing on the quantity which you can't really control um okay so how do you handle which this is a huge thing I will say that you might lose friends or feel like you're losing friends or people who are very important to you especially in college like we had we had our close friend group it's like the Idaho girls that are like our besties but then we also had a kind of expanded friend group of like 20 of these girls we really loved and cared about so much but you don't have time to maintain 20 friendships after college 20 long distance friendships after college and so 
those girls that are kind of in like the expanded group I haven't seen or talked to really since graduating and it's weird and there's some other people that for whatever reason like they're just our friendship has kind of been fizzling out which is fine but um how have you been coping with that experienced that gracefully handled it or not gracefully handled it in your time since college and again I I have a lot to say on this so I can jump in (laughs) I think those don't affect me in the same way mainly because I don't have the pressure on them in the same way like those I feel like if I see those people it would be perfectly the same and there would be like I would just be excited and happy to catch up and there would because there's no expectation in my mind like it's like we were always friends at a distance. Like, we saw each other and we had fun together and there was no, like, it wasn't like, you're my family. It was like, I love you and I love talking to you and I want to hang out with you more, but, like, you're not in my core group and so, like, I don't make the time for you. And so now I feel like sometimes we, like, text or if I ran into one of them, I'd be like, I that was so fucking fun to see you because there was no expectations. And so I think that's just, like, a general guideline that I've been realizing so in every aspect of my life is like expectations ruin things. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you go into something and you expect like Halloween, everyone expects <laughs> Halloween to be really fucking fun and then it never is. New Year's Eve, everyone wants it to be the, like the best night of the year like and then it's just there's so much pressure around it that you have to really have, like, an amazing night to succeed those. And so if you just go into it thinking, like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, like, have a little house party with my friends and it's just going to be a chill night and then it ends up being, like, way more fun than you expected. Like, the expectations um, have really been something that I've been trying to adjust everywhere. And so with them, I put less pressure and have less expectations and so that it's just, like, purely fun and happy. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's just... If you see them, it's a fun surprise and it's going to be exceed your expectations. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important. And I was going to say something about expectations because I really do think that's very important. Um, The other thing I want to say is more about friends. If you have like an animosity breakup or whatever or something, Mm -hmm. like if something goes wrong and or you're growing apart, but it's like a hurt, not necessarily a hurtful growing apart, but it's like, oh, this is someone like this hurts that we're growing apart, but there's also not a future for us that we need to like continue. And I think I have found and felt in my experience over the past two years with these relationships that again, this comes down to the 10% of your life thing. When I put less like, kind of pressure on these te- like I would say maybe pressure maybe like is significance and take it less personally I can handle it a lot more gracefully and then it doesn't have to be a big thing I feel like I had a lot of really huge friend fallouts in high school and was really hurt by really close friends in high school and so I've always been really afraid of friendship breakups because they were like extremely dramatic for me in, in high school mm-hmm. And now I'm like, okay, we are on kind of what you're saying earlier. We're growing apart and that's fine. But like, I need to recognize that this relationship is not adding to my life. And I need to have some level of honestly expectation of what I want people to like fill me up with and fill a space in my life. And if they aren't doing that, 
then I think it's really important to just handle it gracefully and like let time and distance do its thing. Like I think we're at a space where you can do that, which is kind of nice. And I think we've talked about this before. Like there's some level of privilege of reevaluating like, oh wait, I have very limited energy. Like where am I going to put my energy? Who is giving me energy back and who is filling up my cup and who do I feel like takes it away? And so as painful as it can be it also is a weird blessing of like oh I can take the time to reevaluate and strategize where I want to be putting my energy so I think that is a very important thing I've had to go through since college and it's weird like it's weird and it but it feels if you handle it well it feels very mature and very graceful and very easy like it really doesn't have to be a big thing So that's one thing I've been working on of just like letting things not hurt as much and being kind of in control of the situation instead of feeling like out of control. Yeah, I think that's something that I've been talking to about with my roommates a lot too is like just the dynamic of certain friendships changing and how to be okay with that. And Mm -hmm. I think a friendship... It doesn't need to be a breakup, but just, you know, like closeness or distance growing or whatever it is, like can be a lot harder than a romantic relationship because with a friendship, you like never expect it to end. Like you just, yeah, with a friendship, you just think (laughs) we're, we fucking love each other. We get along. We're always going to love each other and always going to be best friends. Like, but with a, with a relationship, there's kind of always that tint in the back of your mind like they could break my heart and it could be over but you never you never think that going into a relationship a friendship I mean and so I think that's why friendships like the ebb and flow and like distancing yourself from some people can feel a lot heavier and a lot harder and that's why we haven't made this episode for so long because it's something that we've been like journaling and crying and like talking about for so long and um but yeah I think just also really evaluating like oh my god Louis is like <laughs> chewing on my headphones <laughs> I just like see his little head going <laughs> I think also yes we do when you're working full time and both of us in serious relationships like there are less time for friends and so being very particular about who do I want in my space if I'm going to become the average of the people that I hang out with, like what people do I want to make up that average? And being very intentional about that is something that I think both me and you have become really good at. And it's also something that I think because we've been, we've moved to different cities and isolated ourselves, something that we've like had to be good at really quickly because we didn't have like anyone to kind of lean on mm-hmm. in that way. And yeah. I also think we're in such a tumultuous time and so much change. Like our brains are just now fully developing that to expect that people that you used to be close with when you're 16, 17, 18 are going to be friends with you, like best friends with you forever is Mm -hmm. not a realistic expectation. I think the average friendship lasts like seven years because people just change so much. And that's like kind of the timeline. If you think about like going through new phases of life, like from 20 to 27 or 28 
people are going to be getting married and like having kids and maybe those people that are getting married are going to get closer with the other ones getting married because it's just like you're in a different place of life yeah. and you bond over different things and you connect over different things or like if you start having mm-hmm. kids you're going to want to have more mom friends because your non-mom friends don't understand and like don't relate and it's totally okay that maybe if you have kids and are married that like your single non-kids friends are like not going to hold the same weight but maybe when they become they join that phase in life with you maybe they will and like that's okay yeah. like I don't know I think I totally agree with just ex- like not taking things personally and mm-hmm. accepting like everyone is out here just doing their best and also adjusting to this new change of life and and it looks different on everyone and and that's okay and it's good <laughs> I also think to your point of I want to be the average of the people around me a big screen for me of like do I want to continue bringing this person to next phases of life with me is you know how you have those friends where like this podcast if you told them we were doing the podcast they'd be like judge you and you'd be embarrassed to tell them about it don't have those people in your life anymore <laughs> like you don't need to feel ashamed about trying to become a better person and I think for a very long time I kept a lot of people around that made me feel that way and like especially thinking back to my high school friendships like that's how everyone I mean that's how everyone's high school friends feel but it's like if you still are feeling that from people you have no reason to put your energy into that friendship and I think it's yeah, that's just, like, a huge friend red flag for me is, like, if I am embarrassed to tell you that I'm starting horseback riding again because you might bully me, like, I don't want to talk to you because I don't care enough about your opinion and, like, I don't – I'm trying to be better and you're not supporting. And same – I mean, a big thing for me that filtered out a lot of people was, like, I'm not drinking anymore and the way that people react to that is huge because I'm, like, okay, you – they're like, oh, you were so much more fun. I'm like, yeah, it was also suicidal. Like, why was that better for you? <laughs> and so I think being aware of who is so excited for you when you are making positive changes and who is, like, fighting against you making positive changes is a really good screen at this phase in our life of, like, okay, maybe you don't need to continue that friendship. Or maybe just change the proximity of that friendship. Like, they can be distant they can be your weekend friends they can be whatever they are but like it doesn't need to be your six people that you're gonna become the average of (laughs) yeah I think also noticing people's flaws and in either choosing to accept them in that way and notice like at, at what distance you're gonna put them on like there's something everyone has their own fatal flaw like say you have one friend who is a liar like they just make up shit all the time and like lie all the time and that's okay if if you are willing to be friends with them still you have to know that that's gonna come with the territory like they're gonna falsify stories and like exaggerate and like that's something you have to accept and if you're not willing to accept it then like let's not keep the person in your life like there if if you're not going to accept it and you're only going to like talk shit about that person or complain about the relationship you have with them then move on you know like People have their own flaws and you need to accept them and like put them at whatever tier of friendship you want to. (laughs) And that's on you. Like if you decide to make that friend that lies a lot and always gets under your nerves, your number one person, like 
that's on you. You that's don't get to complain you. about it. Like, yeah. let's not, like, not knock him down a couple person. of tears. Yeah. Like, it's really unfair. And I think this is why girls tend to have these weird, toxic friendships is that we don't confront but we like maintain the proximity and then we're we're just angry about issues that continue hap- continually happen and i think like i just really have been trying to focus on how i'm talking about other people and because all you're doing is bringing negative energy into your life and hurting someone that i'm assuming you like somewhat care about and so that's that's another big one is like if you're constantly being mean to someone because it talking shit about them is the only way you can tolerate their presence that is so that's putting so much negativity into your life into their life it's not fair to them it's not fair to you and it's just gonna you're gonna be miserable and it like you're you're making yourself miserable so yeah I think that's very important another friendship red flag is if you like can't help not talking shit about them (laughs) (laughs) like if you like need to recap how annoying they were when they leave then like maybe you shouldn't be friends anymore or further proximity okay on a more positive note how have you (laughs) made friends post-college i haven't (laughs) (laughs) that's where i'm at i've tried i'm trying it's i just am I think I'm a bit more shy, so I'm I don't I'm not one to approach people necessarily. So that's been hard. And at my job, like at work, a lot of my coworkers are like older than me, and so I just don't really feel like I have a lot of people that I can really become true friends with there. And so I've been trying by, you know going to dance a lot and like Mm -hmm. at my dance classes I've been trying to introduce myself to a new girl each week so that hopefully like the more I go we can become friends and I joined an ice dancing clinic so I've been ice dancing even though they're all like in their 50s so but it's still like it's good to have people of different age ranges that you like connect with and talk to on a base a daily basis or weekly basis so that's been good and then yeah I've tried the the bumble like BFF sort of thing which one kind of feels weird because it doesn't look it's not branded any different as regular Bumble so it kind of makes me feel like I'm like cheating because it's like you have a message and then it's like Dylan sent you a message but it's like a girl Dylan and I'm like ah, I feel like I'm like cheating <laughs> and so I tried that and it does work for a lot of people but what I found for me is that it's been hard to incorporate a friend like past couple friend dates into like we hang out all the time and like we're truly good friends so that's something that I'm still working on is just like it takes more than hanging out with someone three times like you need to hang out with someone a good amount of time and so that's what I'm trying to do now is like like with a therapist you're like give it five sessions before you like bail on them so I'm like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna try to go like five to ten hangouts and like hopefully that's (laughs) enough to build like enough of a connection that we can we really want to keep hanging out and like we keep making time for each other and mm-hmm. so so yeah I'm just trying to find little communities like dance and ice skating and find people in those communities and then I'm also thinking about doing like a yoga teacher training and it's like 200 hours and so I think that will go because it's literally on like Friday night 7 to 10 Saturday 12 to 5 Sunday 12 to 5 so it's like 
your whole weekend for mm-hmm. like two or three months. And so I'm hoping that if I do that, they don't start until like February, which I'm bummed about. But if I do that, going somewhere every week for like 10 to 15 hours, I'm like, that's the way for me that I know I'm going, like, how could I not build friends that way? <laughs> like if I don't build friends that way, like I think I'm fucked. I don't know. <laughs> you don't get friends. You don't get that many friends. It's something that I've been insecure about because I'm like, why has it been so hard for me? Like, I feel like this isn't hard for everyone else. But then I think about it and it's like you moved back to Seattle where like you had a good friend group before. Mm -hmm. And then our other college friends moved to cities with our college friends. So it's like a lot of people in my life, I haven't seen them truly making a ton of new friends outside of college. Yeah, I mean, in like the real working world. And so for me... I, like, have my roommates and Sean in San Diego and my family, but not much outside of that. And I wish that I did, and I've been trying. Like, I want a little friend group, but but it's been a big it's been a big pain point for me. It's been hard. It's not yeah. easy. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I don't need friends. And <laughs> I, that has been my big realization of the past probably six months is that I do have a bunch of friends up here, one – and I mean like Bella moved up and I'm super excited about that and I get to spend more time with her and so I feel like that I'm like well there's my friend (laughs) I think with the again back to the rebalancing of my life and priorities with that like I only have time to really maintain one friendship two friendships going back to also your point about how much time like true friendship making costs um I think I just had to like get real and honest with myself about what I was really missing out on and one of the things that I think I realized was that I really was missing more of the community feel and less about mm-hmm. like spending time with friends because I have now like a pretty good routine spending time with friends and I mean you and I talk every week like this counts as friend time it's obviously not in person friend time but we have like a very good friendship and so one of the things I've been doing, which I think you're to your point of everything you just said, is focusing on building more community. And I really think that has helped me a lot in feeling less lonely because when I'm, I'm when I sit down and I'm real with myself, I have lots of friends and more than enough social time. And I think the thing that was more missing for me was community. So some of the things that I do are to your point, I go to the same workout place and I go to the same classes on the same days and times. So I'm getting to know the coaches. I'm getting to know the people that are coming in all that time. They're all the hot Mercer Island moms. And I'm like, I want to be like in your group. <laughs> I'm like, I don't really fit in with them, but it's like cute. And I hear about them and like, you know, like I'm like talking to them in the studio and stuff. And so that, that's been big. Like I go to the same coffee shop and the same, and I live, I'm very lucky to be in a very central community. So it's pretty easy for me. But I think once I started doing that, I felt much less lonely because I realized even though I felt like my loneliness was coming from a lack of friends, it was really coming from a lack of feeling that sense of community. So that's been really big for me. Um, so yeah, I, I have not made any new friends since college and I I will not be putting in any effort to, but I am building a little community. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm very much also like quality over quantity. I don't mm-hmm. need a million. I, I really just want like maybe like one or two close friends outside of my roommates in San Diego that I can like physically hang out with is what I would yeah. like. Yeah. So I'm working towards it. And yeah, I think... 
I think for me, the only way that I'm going to get there is by continuing to put myself in the group setting with people that like doing the same things as me. So like, yeah. I'm also thinking about joining a book club because I've been loving reading lately and would love to have like a monthly, like have snacks, sit in Kate sessions, like talk about things. So yeah. like a book club and I'm also, my roommates and I've been talking about joining like a kickball team or something. Like how fun would that be? Like you play Ew. once a week and then you like get drinks with people after like, we want to start going to trivia night. Like, I think one way that it would be easiest to make friends is, like, by having a ritual around it. So it's, like, every uh-huh. Wednesday we go to trivia. And, like, then maybe my roommate – we go, I go with my roommates, but maybe we start making friends with another trivia team there because we yeah. all go every Wednesday. And, like, just well, kind and of ritualizing a, it. And you have a topic of conversation and you have, like – a time frame on it because sometimes I get intimidated by doing something where I have unlimited time and there's no end stop and uh, then I get anxious about what if I want to like, leave how do I and then leave? the whole time I'm just thinking about leaving and it's like that ruined the entire experience yeah so I think it's really nice to have something where you're like oh I can meet you by talking about this thing we already have in common and then maybe a friendship will come out of it. Maybe not, but like there's not going to be any weirdness because baseline we'll have a normal conversation about a book that we're reading or trivia. Like it's not, it's never going to be negative. Yeah. And that's something that I think I always kind of made me feel weird about Bumble BFF is that like going on a friend date and then if you don't connect with that person, it's so much fucking weirder than just not connecting with the romantic date because with a romantic date you can be like eh, i'm just not really feeling it like there's so many would love reasons. to be friends yeah and then it's like with the friend thing it's like oh i just don't like you <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and oh so yeah. it just feels so much weirder like like why couldn't we be friends like why doesn't and it like work? the pressure is on it's like become friends like here yeah. you're on a friend date you're both looking for friends why aren't you friends yet? It's that easy. It reminds yeah. me of like my sister was in college and they had a grandparents weekend and my grandma heard about grandparents weekend and came down to visit and they were at her college in the freshman dorm cafeteria and my grandma like walks by a table full of freshman girls because they're in the freshman dorm and she was like, oh my God, Danny, these girls are your age. Like, why aren't you friends? <laughs> Danny was like... I don't know, Grandma. No, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that's how your friend dating is. It's like, you're the same age. You both want a friend. Why are you friends right now? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think something that also, I just think I kind of connect with like a bit older people too, like later 20s to like maybe not 30s necessarily, but like later 20s is kind of where I, if I had to filter my age range on Bumble, is kind of where I would put it just because. I think because we're not single, we're not, like, hitting the clubs and the bars all the time. And that's what a lot of people our age want to do, and that's totally fine. It's just, like, not as fulfilling for me anymore, and I'm not, like, on the prowl for a man. So, um, Sean and I have made friends with this, like, couple in his neighborhood that have, like, a dog that Buddy loves to play with. And so, but they're, like, third, they're like in their 30s and, like, have a couple kids. And, like, do you guys want to come over for some drinks? And we're, like... Yeah, but like, is that we're like, is that weird that we're making friends with thirty year olds? And we're like, no, like, I think that's just like, like the type of vibe that we're putting out there. Yeah. Like that's kind of and that's fine. Like if we're gonna be the young couple in the friend group, like if that's yeah. who we fit in with, that's who we like. Like that's kind of where I'm at in life. Maybe I just need some like twenty eight year old friends. <laughs> I know. 
Dog friends are actually that's a that works. I've made friends at the dog park and it's really cute. And I was like, mm-hmm. but now again to my point, I think it is helpful for me and my brain to reframe it as like that's just strengthening my community because there's no pressure on these this couple that I know through our dogs yeah. to be friends of ours. It's like oh that's just more people that I see on my walk and I'm like oh I know that person and it makes me happy and we smile at each other and say hi and like sometimes talk if our dogs are off leash running around. So. Yeah, I think dog dog parks are a great way to either build community or find friends. Um, there's mm-hmm. also a bunch of crazy people at, at dog places. So. There's crazy people everywhere. Crazy dog people, people are crazy. People are absolutely crazy. All right, well, good chat. At least good we, still chat. Have, we still have each other, always. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone needs more friends, you can just listen in every week and we'll be your friends. You can pretend to... You can send us, like, voice notes. We have an email, uh-huh. still no plan pod at Gmail, if you're ever like, oh, my God, that was hilarious. <laughs> Just let yeah. us know. <laughs> well, actually, there's a girl who messaged me, and she was like, I want to be friends in yeah. real life. And then I was, then she lives in San Diego, so I was like, okay. I've been hanging out with her, and so I'm making friends that way. So if you live yeah. in San Diego or Seattle, we, pod friends. we want friends in real life. So yeah. <laughs> you can hit us up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, well, we'll see you next week. Woohoo!